0: Welcome everybody to a new episode of Podcast A Week. It's me, it's Garrett. I'm here again with my mouth and words. And I remember to close Slack before I hit record. So I don't have to edit this and edit out the the dink noises that makes when people post messages in Slack. When I get notification. Which has happened to me more times than I'd care to admit. How's everybody doing? As I... I I upload this on a Friday and I'm... (laughs) Empty promises. I'm going to try and stick to Fridays as a general rule see how that goes next week. Robbie Fox is back. That's fun and exciting. You can look forward to that. We talk all about Wonder Woman, a good film, an actual good film, not just like a fake good film or a film that Robbie pretends is good because he's in a deep heavy state of denial about the DC universe of cinematic nature. But today we talk all about Spider-Man Homecoming, which is another good film. is a really good film. And just a note, we recorded this before the Venom trailer came out, so well, we do talk a little about Venom, but we don't talk about that trailer. If you're wondering why we don't talk about that trailer, that is why. If you want my opinion on that trailer, I think it's fine. It's not great. It's not particularly bad either. Some people are like, Oh, worst trailer ever. Best. Uh, why, why Venom? Why? Sony bad. I'm like, dudes, chill out. It's, it's a trailer. Just wait until the film comes out before you condemn it, all right? Anyway, either way, good film. Spider-Man Homecoming. We talk about it right now. Welcome back to Podcast of the Week. The 16th, and I have to issue a correction. I said uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was the 14th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe last time. I can't count. That's my problem. Cause that's 15. See, uh, good journalism, issuing a formal correction. But the 16th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think, now I'm questioning myself, even though I just counted, anyway. <laughs> is Spider-Man Homecoming? Talking about it with me is, is as always, Barry. Barry, how are we doing? Not
1: too bad. I never count, so that's that's that's, you know... That's the best way to just avoid confusing yourself is just be as vague as possible.
0: You see, the the list on the Wikipedia just lists the films in phases. They don't actually. Put, I'm actually going to go in and edit and just put numbers next to them just to make my life easier.
1: Yeah, what kind of what kind of nonsense is that? Breaking up by phases? Come on, Wikipedia! No don't doubt. get caught up in the don't get caught up in the branding.
0: Yeah, no doubt some editor will be like, "No, there's a reason you can't put numbers next to them because the timeline is out of sync or something and the films don't follow a sequential order sometimes." Oh god,
1: I bet I bet the talk pages for for Wikipedia for for Marvel movies are just the most banal, annoying things ever. Never looked and I never will.
0: Yeah, I don't look at that in general. It's just I uh, know I'm tempted. I'm tempted to click the button, Barry.
1: <laughs> oh no! Don't do it! Don't do it! We we, we got it. We got. We, we're gonna have. We're gonna have a good conversation here. There's no way the conversation in there is as good as we will have on here.
0: <laughs> so we have Spider-Man: Homecoming, which is the third major attempt to launch Spider-Man as a film franchise. What's your opinion before we start on this one? The other two. Do you like the other two?
1: I love. The Raimi movies I, I think I don't, You know Raimi is kind of Quietly one of my Favorite um, Directors I love Evil Dead I, I've never seen Army of Darkness But I love Evil Dead 1 and 2 um, I love the Spider-Man 1 and 2 um, uh, I like Drag Me to Hell An awful lot I just I, I love his um, uh, Kind of kookiness um, And you know He was making Comic book movies In an era Where there wasn't That uniformity that there is between the movies now, um, and I think that's caused it to age maybe not so well. And I, I know a lot of people look back on on those Ramy movies kind of negatively because they're kind of campy and goofy, and you know Tobey Maguire is obviously not the most charismatic lead, and you know Kirsten Dunst is not the most charismatic uh, at the time. I would say she's obviously gotten better. Um, you know, it, it, certain aspects of them haven't aged. That's that's fine, but I, I still think they're so good. I watched them not that long ago. I haven't watched them since Homecoming. But I watched them only a couple of years ago, and they're still great. They're still, they're, they're. They, they feel like Sam Raimi movies. You know what I mean? It's like in, in a way that that um, kind of the MCU movies don't really feel like the work of a particular director necessarily. Um, uh, so yeah, I I really love uh, those first two. Obviously, the third one is is I have tried to rewatch that several times, and it is a gigantic mess. I mean, it is a it is a. Uh, really, it's a pretty terrible movie with some good aspects in it. Um,
0: See, my uh, problem, and... my problem with that original trilogy is I don't remember much of one and two, and I remember <laughs> three far too well. So, like, my that's fair. My, that's fair. My default setting when I think, oh, Spider-Man original three films is just, oh, god, no. When I think yeah. the first two are really good films, but that third one is just, ugh. yeah.
1: The, but the, the thing is that, that you know, you might you might remember more than you realize, because like I said, it's just so, it's gleefully silly, it's not a self-serious, you know, it's kind of the polar opposite of Nolan, but not, not veering into Batman and Robin. It's like, you know this scene where all the New Yorkers come out and they attack the Green Goblin, hey, get out of here, you friggin' goblin, we're protecting the spider, what are you doing over here, uh, get out of here with my sandwich, you know, it's, it's that, that great scene. You got, of course, the bone saw scene, um, uh, which is just ridiculous. Uh, the upside down kiss and all that other stuff. Um, yeah, they're 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 really great. Um, uh, and 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 I, I I will always have a they'll always have a place in in my heart. Um, third one, yeah. I, I tell you what though, the third one does have um, uh, that great Sandman scene where he turns into sand. Mm. Which is which is really great. And I, what, I, what I do love as well, and I'll put this up against any superhero film that has come out since, um, with the possible exception of maybe the Joker. I don't know if there's as many great villains and great villainous performances as Willem Dafoe in that first movie. Um, he is really tremendous as Norman Osborn. I enjoy the writing of that character. I enjoy the arc of it. I enjoy that he has a little bit more going on than trying to steal a thing or... You know blow up a thing I think there's something more personal going on there I think his performance is great And there's nothing as weird and unique And kind of actor focused As that scene where he's talking to himself In the mirror as Green Goblin And Norman Osborn Mm -hmm. It's so cool and and, and different So I love those Raimi movies If you've noticed I've talked a lot about them and, And haven't touched on the amazing films yet It's because I don't have a whole lot to say about those Um
0: those amazing but films for- are just like, they're aggressively fine. There's literally, there's nothing wrong with them. They're perfectly competent pieces of filmmaking. They're just, yeah. they're just there. That, that that first one
1: in particular, I thought, I thought the second one was actually kind of pretty bad. But the first one I, I thought, like I said, it is the most fine movie. It is really, you know, you've got the the lizard is lame. He's trying to shoot a laser into the sky. It's completely uninteresting as a, as a plot. But Andrew Garfield's good. Emma Stone is good. Uh, except for the fact that Andrew Garfield looks about uh, ten years older than all the other children mm. uh, in in the movie, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and that's something Tom Holland is perfect for, but Garfield, it's just like there's barely any effort. Like they, there's no kind of there's not enough makeup or CGI in the world to, to convince me that he's he's um, he's uh, of that age. But he is he is he's a charming guy. Uh, he had great chemistry with Emma Stone. Um, I really like those performances, but uh, can't remember a whole bunch else. And the second one, I thought the second one was just horrendous. I mean, from the Electro origin story, the most on-the-nose wrote comic book thing ever, where he falls into like an electric thing and turns into the Electric Man. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the uh, the Green Goblin—I just—I can barely remember what the Goblin was in that movie. That's two really underwhelming kind of Harry Osborn versions you've seen, because obviously Spider-Man three was uh, was pretty weak as well um and the really bizarre way they promoted rhino and paul giamatti as part of that film yeah When it's not at all he's like a pre credit stinger setting up i love when i love when movies are such a flop they set up sequels or other movies in the universe and they're immediately binned and so that movie now instantly ages horribly because they're setting up a third film that never happens um uh yeah because that's that's kind of the that's kind of what he does in that movie um it's kind of a bummer in the same way Spider-Man 3 was a bummer cuz it's like, ah, oh, we'll, we'll never get the first instance of Venom in cinema again. The first one will always suck and that's kind of disappointing. Even mm. if even if there's a good one down the road, it's like we'll never they'll never have a chance to for the first time do the Gwen Stacy death. Um like that's forever etched in history like that's what their first go of it was, which, you know, it's actually a fine scene, but it's just it's not it's in a movie no one will ever watch again.
0: Yeah, there's even uh, that scene in that film where they where they're in that room with all like the villains' costumes and stuff, and they're like, "Ooh, we're doing the the Sinister Six or whatever. That's going to be the big Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man three thing." And nope, never going to happen.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, Sony has had like a boner for the Sin- Sinister Six stuff. I feel like I've heard about that even before the amazing films started. Um, because I'm fa- I'm fairly sure it wasn't until three was such a Disaster that they even binned that series.
0: That
1: mm. um, they had, they had plans. I mean, there's, there's two things that have been in the ether for the longest time: the, the Venom movie, which I is... remember hearing a, hearing about like before three even came out. I remember hearing that there was like, oh, we're going to we're toying with the idea of doing a Venom movie. Um, and even as Spider-Man has uh, died and been rebooted and rebooted again, that idea has persisted. Gone through countless directors and writers and all this other stuff, and uh, as of this recording, it's, it's, um, I was going to say apparently happening. It's not apparently happening. It is happening. They, they, they're they in, they're in Principal photography right now, I believe. It's out this year. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, that was, that's kind of, to me, that feels like the end of an era as a comic book movie a follower. Um, just it's like I would forget that that movie was an idea, and then once in a blue moon, I genuinely tweet, "Oh hey, the, the director you didn't even remember was doing this film. Yeah, he's gone." I was like, <laughs> "Okay, wh- whatever. I don't care. I didn't even know they had a script." Um, but yeah, it's and and Sinister Six, I feel like slightly less long, but has also been like milling around in the ether for so long. And as we'll get to in Homecoming, I feel like they they've they've actually they have actually um, planted the seeds for that. But yeah, they did so in two, and, it, and amazing two rather, and it uh, went nowhere. It's weird. It's it's a tumultuous history, isn't it? Spider-Man, in uh, cinema.
0: It is. It's just weird. It's it's basically like a, a a house of cards of plans that eventually just all come crumbling down. Yeah, it's just like Venom, uh, maybe uh, no, and then like Tom Hardy's gonna play Venom. That film is out in October, apparently. We'll see how that goes. But and then yeah, then... I'm
1: gonna I gonna just just for conversation say I'm gonna look up i actually can't recall who is writing and directing this venom movie um, do you know off the top of your head i have no idea so yeah tom hardy is obviously the star which is you know uh i could i could see him as a venom as in the, the i don't know that i see him as every man loser photographer um eddie brock but he's a versatile guy i, I like tom hardy an awful lot um uh, he's he's pretty talented, so so we'll see. They put out the, in in a hilarious bit of clickbait. You know, all the sites ran with first image of Tom Hardy as Venom, but it's him as Eddie Brock. So it's 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 Tom Hardy with his brown hair and his regular man clothes, just
0: kind of a picture there. of Tom Hardy, isn't
1: it? Yeah, here's a picture of Tom Hardy on set. He could be doing literally any movie. <laughs> um, uh, so let me see here. Uh, I will say it,
0: Tom, uh, Tom Hardy's a better Venom than Topher Grace was. <laughs>
1: Oh god, I feel bad for Topher Grace, but yeah, that was bad. That was that was pretty dang bad. Um, yeah, what are you what are you going to do? Uh, it's being this is being directed by Ruben Fleischer, who I've never heard of. Mm. Uh, he oh wait, hang on, all right, no, this this isn't bad. Directed Zombieland. That's a real good, good film. Movie. Good movie. Um, and I have not heard of the rest of these. Oh no, I have. I've heard of one of them, uh, Gangster Squad. I didn't see that, but I've heard of it.
0: Mm. Um, I've seen I- all of Santa Clarita Diet, which is a fun show
1: did he do that is he on?
0: he was executive producer of it and directed a couple episodes
1: okay funnier die presents i have heard that's all right this is okay this isn't the worst i think i think marvel has taken bigger gambles than this so so we'll mm. see uh, 30 minutes or less i heard is okay yeah yeah this this is okay um it's kind of it's the kind of like mixed bag um uh, um, uh resume that like uh, david ayer had for suicide squad and i feel like that movie was kind of not even really its fault mm. um, so yeah yeah that, that could go either way but um but yeah
0: this venom film is in a weird place because it's not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe but the Spider-Man films are but they plan to interact with the Spider-Man films
1: Yeah it's it's super odd it's kind of um uh yeah so it's, it's kind of like it reminds me of um uh the way DC do things cuz like DC own the rights to all of their characters to my knowledge they don't they don't have the legal strife that Marvel does, but they kind of force it upon themselves because they just simply opted to have their TV shows not be canon with their movies, mm. um, which is fine. I, you know, I, I don't think everything has to tie in together. Um, uh, and so, uh, even 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 as Disney begins to buy up the world, um, uh, they, they, Marvel still have these headaches of of, of interacting with them. Um, with other IP. I mean, I suppose should be probably open this with like, I guess, prefacing how it came to be. I mean, there's not much to say really, but it it seems like after amazing Spider-Man two was a a, a critical flop. And I, I would have to imagine a a box office disappointment, They, uh, they threw their hands up and said, let's, let's just sit at the table with Marvel and see what we can work out.
0: And there was discussions between Marvel and Sony before, like there was discussions to have the, what do we call it? The Oscorp tower, I think in the Avengers, you know, when they're flying through New York smashing buildings, there's discussions they have, I think it was the Oscorp Tower, just be one of the buildings they happen to smash through, and it just it fell through pretty late, just because they couldn't get it done in time. Between them going into the like, before, even before they gave up on the Amazing Spider-Man for a, a film what, well, what I imagine was planned to be a film series, or a franchise, or universe, or whatever you want to call it these days, but, yeah and then, Sony are basically like, screw this, we'll just take a cut of your fancy Disney money, <laughs> Yeah, and it's um, like we'll just give you Spider Man. It's fine.
1: Yeah, I'm wondering if, if like so yeah, Sony's kind of like hands off with with this stuff so far, but I'm wondering if in in true Sony style they'll they'll balls it up somehow. Like like maybe this Venom movie, which which is an MCU, but as you said, you know, might interact with the Tom Holland Spider Man. Like knowing their track record, I mean, th- th- this Venom film could just be the, the biggest clusterfuck. I mean, it could be a, a disaster. Um, but we don't really know. But yeah, so Sony are hands off. Obviously, I like that they. Uh, when I was rewatching this film, they 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 get they get first billing um, uh, during the 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 sort of graphics in the build up to the film.
0: They do distribute they, it as well.
1: Yeah, so so they but they you know it, it was a, a a Marvel Studios production. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's very odd. Also, I I've never, I've never heard this confirmed, but it's kind of an educated guess. Is that are the you know upcoming big. 10 spider-man release video game uh is a sony exclusive on ps4 yep uh, and so the, the the assumption made was that as a bargaining thing is that sony basically gets an exclusive thing
0: and i'd um, imagine there's I, not smoke without fire there
1: yeah yeah i mean it, w- it, w- it would make sense um and i can't wait for that just as an aside uh insomniac working on that good team um Made made games that are that are fun and and you can see them easily transitioning to Spider Man. I think that's a cool thing. Hmm. But uh, yeah, the complicated world of Spider Man. Uh, all all said and done, when it comes down to it, we got a great ass film here.
0: We this is 15 minutes of build up to actually start talking about Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah, <laughs> it's a long way to get, them. We, and we spent as long getting there as they spent getting to make it.
1: Yeah, yeah like the name obviously it's a it's a fun name uh because obviously you know homecoming dance but of course it's the it's spider-man as produced by by uh the marvel folks where 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 everyone wants him to be
0: you know mm. which how do you feel about this film
1: i love it i really enjoyed it when i first saw it i uh i had reservations about it i thought there was a little too much of that mcu-ness in it for me a little bit too much of that safety on a on a, on a rewatch. That stuff I barely registered with me at all. It was so fun. It, it held up tremendously on a repeat viewing. Um, I, I I thought it was really fantastic. I think I think rewatching this probably bumped it up a few spaces on my 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 top ten films of the year or whatever.
0: Mm. So like it's film of the year quality, not just like good superhero film quality. I I think
1: so. I think I think it's one of like my favorite blockbusters in recent memory. I think it's it's charming and action-packed and it moves such a brisk pace. I like I did not notice this film going by at all and it's it's the usual Marvel thing. It was like it's what 2 hours 20 or something like that is
0: it? Uh about 210. Um,
1: 210. Yeah. So you know, not a, not a short movie, but I barely noticed it. Uh, nothing dragged. All the characters were great. There were no annoying characters. There were no um you know, on a I, 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 I repeat viewing, the MCU hooks I I weren't bothered by at all. I even appreciated the more. I think, um, yeah, I I really loved it. I really, really did.
0: When I first saw this, and I don't know why this. I think annoyed me so much. Like, there's a line in this film, and it's it's actually a really good scene when when Spider-Man is crushed by the vulture by basically a building, and he's yeah. he's sitting there and he sees his face and half the mask, and it's split 50-50 And you're supposed to think about that line Tony Stark said to him. It's like you know, if you're nothing without the suit, you're nothing. And then they played the line, and I'm like, no, oh yeah, no, yeah. it's sad.
1: that did that did bother me actually as well on a repeat viewing. Yeah, because I'd forgotten about that. Yeah,
0: because the like the visual there is so good, where he sees the split fifty fifty. It's like, oh, that's so great. And then they play the line, and it's like, that was added in post by some marketing ex- executive at Disney saying, "You know, I just don't get it."
1: Yeah, I I I wonder if that was a Blade Runner esque thing where there was a there was a, s- several hour arguments between executives about whether or not the audience would get it, and they recorded it this voiceover and, and debated until the absolute final moment whether or not to put it in because it did seem so on the nose but hey eh, what are you gonna do yeah uh, gonna
0: i do? don't know why that annoyed me so much when i first saw it because realistically it, it's a small it's, it's actually one of the very few like nits you can pick from this film because this film is so much fun
1: yeah it really is great and it it ticks so many boxes it's got you with spider-man you've got a lot of masters to to to, to keep Um, especially when you're when you're tying it into the broader universe but it's like um uh this is of the of the three modern movie iterations of spider-man this is the one that really goes hard on the idea of he is a uh he's in school he is a high school student doing high school student things struggling to keep the balance with uh uh, being spider-man i mean he's he's 15 tom holland looks 15 that's that's perfectly believable uh spider man one it 's like not even uh, touched upon spider man two he does struggle with being spider man and his real life, but he 's also like a college student and he's working a job so it 's not like he 's a kid dealing with that it 's like he 's an adult like any other superhero trying to you know find the balance whereas this it's like he's he's a dork who builds Legos with his friends and and you know um things things like that it, it's 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 very kind of ground level kind of high school uh, teenage drama uh fused with superhero stuff uh he've also got kind of i i like the the montage early on where he's he's solving some of the street level crimes and and returning the bike and stuff kind of has that feeling of hey you know we gotta take the box of he's in he's you know a new york superhero he's gotta you know uh mix it up with all the the, the various cultures and people in new york and they they take that box you know it's it's tough but they 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 cover their bases really well and and uh particularly on the youth front i feel like it was something that the other uh, series didn't do
0: mm, and like i do like like he goes to like this super nerd nerd school and he's still king of the nerds at the super nerd nerd school bullied for being a giant nerd in a school for high achievers in science and math or whatever
1: yeah absolutely i like speaking of speaking of the the super nerds i i did appreciate that uh flash is in this movie but rather than just being another version of him, where he's a jock, he's like he kind of resents Peter because Flash is also, uh, uh, you know, a genius, but he's he's outshined by by Peter, and therefore he resents him,
0: bullies him uh, for it, bullies
1: him for it. That's that's a, that's a nice touch because you know, it, it's it's when when you're doing the third version of a of a character in in fifteen years, obviously you have to kind of avoid retreading the same ground. Uh, which is probably a good point to mention no origin story no no uh uncle ben uh you know no, none, none of that nonsense this time
0: there is no with great power comes great responsibility
1: no i don't even think that's uh, said at any point
0: no not even like like what did martin sheen was like if you have a responsibility to help people you need to help people so if you're gonna like dance around the line at least just say the line but- oh
1: i forgot martin sheen was in that one oh
0: no he was he he should have been such a good uncle ben god damn it yeah that would that
1: would have been fine yeah i yeah yeah that that whole it's so crazy in hindsight that they did that i mean uh, oh man like because it was i mean what was that 2012 so yeah it was just about 10 years after after the original like yeah that's crazy in hindsight that they did that Mm. but um i mean i guess they wanted to firmly establish that hey this is a new thing but uh, yeah, I mean, this, this does just fine without doing that.
0: Like literally he doesn't even mention him. Uncle Ben is not a factor in this universe yet. I do. I do think he has to be. I'm, I'm sure people, yeah. I think people will put, would push back on that. It's like, oh, we've done it two times already. But it's like, it is a formative part of the character that this uncle. That's why he's a superhero.
1: Yeah right and it's again it's it's part of of them having so many masters to to keep happy is that that you're also you're you to satisfy the comic book fans tied into the MCU make it an actual good movie mm. but also avoid retreading the things that were done previously uh, you know uh, so so it's it's tough but yeah like you say I, I i would maybe like an acknowledgement of him in 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 the next film I don't think he has to be a significant part of it but, but you know, just just a little something to say, hey, yeah, you know, because, like this is a this is a huge part. This is like I'm sick of hearing about Batman's parents, but at the same time you can't just not address it either. Yeah. You know, that's that's it's it's a part of who the character is, you know. So it's like it would be like you know, having a superhero a superman movie where he doesn't kinda of look up at the sky and go, Hmm, maybe I don't belong here you yeah. know. It's, uh yeah, it's, as as tired as it might be, you have to you kinda of have to you know pay lip service to it at least
0: it kind of in the same way as batman's a good example as well because it defines like the character's moral compass mm. and that that's where their their drive to help people and save people comes from and as you said you don't have to flash back to uncle ben falling through a wrestling ring or whatever <laughs> but you have to you, I, I do think you have to bring him up just at least bring him up
1: and that's a uh that's another thing that um uh, that this movie does differently, it's kind of differentiated. There isn't a whole lot of um uh moral dilemma for Peter in this film because again that's something that was kind of done previously and and so it's kind of more of a coming of age story and, and that the line we mentioned previously about oh if you're not if you're nothing without the suit then you shouldn't have it. That's kind of the moral of the story and I remember watching the trailers for this film and all the Iron Man stuff. I was like, ah, I don't need Iron Man all over this movie. Ah, oh, I don't mm-hmm. need the Avengers all over this place. I don't need a, an Iron Man movie with Spider-Man in it. Um, but I, I really, I enjoyed it a lot in the cinema and I thoroughly enjoyed it um, uh, on this repeat viewing. I enf- I enjoyed Stark as the kind of an Uncle Ben surrogate in some ways mm. uh, um, uh, because again you know paying homage to to the comic books especially the comic books where you know peter is significantly longer like you know your, your ultimate spider-man's where I, I think he's like 15 or 14 in those comic books like spider-man is kind of the kid brother of the marvel universe in the comics he's this he's this teenager who's kind of who the the fantastic four kind of don't know how to deal with and and all these other characters who interact with him are like he's this just annoying kid who's learning and and that's that's a part of who the character is and so you know, he's not teaming up with Iron Man. Iron Man's like not not directly mentoring him, but just kind of looking at him and keeping an eye on him and making sure he's becoming the right kind of uh, the right kind of hero, as he says directly in the film. You know, I wanted him to be better than him. Mm. Uh, it's it's great. It's a really great dynamic, and it 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 made me like even after all we've said and how jaded you know I've kind of become with Iron Man, it made me like the Stark character more. Because he was showing a little bit more humanity and a, and a little bit more caring and, and he actually, you know, he gave a damn about about uh, uh, Peter's actions.
0: Because this, this film does have all of, ba- it has basically every, well, not all, but a majority of the Iron Man guest stars and the co-stars in it as well. It has Happy, it has a Gwyneth Paltrow cameo as well. So it could have veered, it could have kind of veered on being an Iron Man 4, just it happens to have Spider-Man in it. And thankfully it doesn't. Because, as you said, I don't think many people are clamouring for another Iron Man. I'm sure, well, I say that, I'm sure if they released Iron Man 4 it would make over a million dollars. But from a creative standpoint, I don't think many people are clamouring for another Iron Man film. But I think, uh, like, Tony Stark works a lot better now. In, in kind of like the Hulk role, where you just lump him into these films as a side character who serves a, a real purpose, but he's not the star of the show, and that did really work in this film. He's he's in the film for a like the perfect amount of time. This film has the perfect amount of Tony Stark.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and yeah, I kind of agree with that as well. But the the Hulk comparison,
0: okay, like, yeah,
1: have him even if it's a big part of an ensemble film. Let's just stick to the ensembles. I don't know that there's any franchise we need for of a of a of a franchise. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, uh, like like three is perfect, it's, and in, in the case of Iron Man, it's not even really perfect because it's not like those those sequels are, are must see. But uh, yeah, that dynamic is is really really cool. Um, and uh, they just on the subject of the other kind of you know MCU tie ins, I thought the uh, Captain America stuff was uh, was very was very well done.
0: This film uh-huh. has the best post-credit scene in the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
1: I strongly disagree. I strongly disagree. I, this is—I was definitely in the camp of just, oh god, <laughs> I because I because people got me. They worked me, and they're like, "You gotta stay. You gotta stay. It's really good." And I was like, <laughs> oh, "You assholes!" Cause I, I, as I think I've made clear, I'm already a, a post-credit cynic. I mean, you, you need to be really good to justify me staying, but uh, they got me with that. But, uh, they
0: openly troll you for it it's so mean
1: <laughs> yeah yeah well, luckily the movie the movie was great so i was like all right i'll i'll i'll, I'll leave that one go
0: yeah uh, i i again i'd love to sit in on the meetings they're like do we think it's too much to openly troll the people who sat here for 10 minutes after the film
1: <laughs> well from what i saw most of them liked it so so hey, i guess it paid off but um but yeah the uh, the other the other Captain America stuff was great. I enjoyed Hannibal Buress, who I'm a big fan of. Uh, I enjoyed him segueing to that Captain America PSA by saying, uh, "I guess this guy's a war criminal now." We've got to play this. So
0: <laughs> I like uh, he's
1: the, he's the perfect actor to deliver that line with that level of of deadpanness.
0: Like this this film kind of it doesn't have a lot of ties to the broader universe. Like it has characters in the broader universe, but it doesn't follow plot line. I suppose it's like the. The plot is set in motion by the events of whichever film that trashed the latest city. I actually don't remember which one. It,
1: it was Ev- Avengers One, wasn't it?
0: Well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Because the so they're
1: cleaning off that big snake monster thing.
0: Yep. So, uh, like, though that the, the events of that film set this film in motion, but other than that, it's not. It's not like we're setting up stuff for Infinity War now. They do not pretty much none of that, thankfully.
1: Well, yeah, it's just you were saying that the they uh, didn't have a whole lot of tie-in to the. Um the broader universe you could have you could have cut that opening scene uh, uh i mean i not that there's anything wrong with it. i'm just saying hypothetically you could cut that scene where where vulture is like uh, uh the origin story is where he's uh cleaning off that that monster you could cut that and come up with something else and it would work just fine uh, you could just throw in a line there, but oh, it's discarded Osborne Tech or whatever. Mm. You know that uh, that would work just fine. So, so yeah, it's all it is kind of surface level stuff, which is good. I think I think as excited as people were for Spider Man in the MCU, I think they were more excited about a Spider Man film with like quality control and and more excited about just a good Spider Man movie more so than than any kind of significant presence for the uh, uh, in,
0: in the universe. As much as I give out about that Tony Stark line playing in that scene, it is that kind of stuff that stops these films from being actively bad most of the time. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and it was, uh, uh, yeah. And I, I liked as well the, um, the, the Avengers being the source of, um, of kind of what drives Michael Heaton's character to become the vulture. Again, when I saw on the trailer, I was like, oh, he hates the Avengers. I was like, oh my god, give me a break. But in, in execution, I thought it was, uh, it was, it was pretty interesting
0: well done. We, we really can't talk about this film without talking about Michael Keaton.
1: Yeah, it's
0: great. Because man, that like I don't think there's a bigger swerve definitely in this universe, but I can't even think of one in films, than when Peter Parker goes to that house, he opens that door and the vulture is there. Oh. Because they do not, th- they don't tease it, they don't hint at it, they don't lay little seeds. It's just like, it's meant to be a gigantic shock and it really is. <laughs>
1: Did they have a line in there about Liz being adopted, or is, is the implication just supposed to be that she's mixed race?
0: I think it's mixed race, but I'm not sure.
1: She doesn't look mixed race. I mean that's a, that, I think that's a little bit of creative uh, artistic creativity or whatever you want to say, but um, yeah, because it's just you know there's pasty ass Michael Keaton opening the door when, when, when Peter. but oh, that's so great. i remember I remember everyone gasping when that happened in the cinema. Oh, that was such a great moment um and yeah this was uh, th- this was great because it, it kind of a bittersweet this isn't really a, a criticism of the film but I, I this was like the film that made me tap out on watching most trailers for films mm. uh because there's a lot in the in the pre-release stuff for this uh the, the 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 scene directly before this where where tony takes away the suit that's basically like that's more or less in full in, in the trailer and even though we don't get the reveal that he's Liz's dad, the trailers did also have the confrontation in the car,
0: which is uh, which is like that that sets off a ten minute sequence of Peter yeah. just nervously standing by the vulture, which is going, "Oh no, oh no, what do I do?"
1: Yeah, it's like that's that's in the trailer, so that that's a bummer. So it's like so they they, they did acknowledge in the pre-release stuff that, that that character would eventually figure out that it was Peter Parker. You know, so it's just like all right, I've had enough of this. You know, so. So I, I try to avoid trailers whenever possible, but uh, but yeah, that reveal was protected, and it was it was great that it was because it was really great. And Tom Holland is fantastic in that scene, mm. uh, just just looking ghostly white, terrified, and and not knowing what to do.
0: Yeah, but um, then there is that scene I, in the car, which that like if this film was a bad film, I think this scene alone would redeem it. But like this yeah. is this is the highlight of a great film. That confrontation in the car where he's just slowly chipping away at the fact that he's Spider-Man and slowly working it out. And Peter Parker is freaking the hell out. Because as you said, he has no idea what to do. Liz is just sitting there next to him. It's not like he can punch her dad in the face all of a sudden. And it's just like oh the tension in that scene. Like the tension and it builds and it builds and it builds and it's so good.
1: Yeah, it's really fantastic. They got the, the the green light shining on his face as well when he's you know when he's talking at one point. That's a cool moment. Yeah, it's really great. It's really great, and I, I like his um uh, his vulture outfit. It uh, was more than that. It's like a wingsuit. It's really cool.
0: Mm.
1: I like I like the I like the gimmick of that of that kind of syndicate that they're. Uh, using the alien tech to make to make weapons—it's a cool idea. It, it's it makes uh you know the justification for how these superheroes beco- or super villains rather, beco- what they where their tech comes from, rather than just saying oh we invented it or oh it's you know King Ping funded it or such and such a character made it. You know it's like okay, well they tied it. They, you know it's alien. It's straight up alien. Um, uh, which is great so we got and we got you know shocker in that crew two versions of shocker
0: we had um, a pro wrestling reference to the pro wrestler shocker as well
1: yeah yeah that was great when when they first having the debate. uh the original shocker he's got a, a hoodie that's in the style of the comic book character's outfit which is a a nice a nice little touch the yellow kind of check pattern uh arms um we mentioned earlier, you know, the Sinister Stick's idea has been floating around for years and years. Seeds seemed fairly uh, uh, fairly unsubtly planted in this film. You got the vulture, obviously. Uh, you got the shocker. Uh, you got Mac Gorgon, who is the scorpion, who yes. has a gigantic scorpion tattoo on his neck, just in case you didn't get it. Subtle. Um, uh, and, and again, he would fit in with a a vulture-like outfit where it's just kind of robotic tail, robotic, you know, body suit. Um, and I think his character, I think the story of his character is that he's like some kind of, you know, crime syndicate experiment that goes wrong and he can't leave his suit. I think that's his origin story. So they could do that. Um, and I, I don't think there's any allusions to him in this film, but you can squeeze Doc Ock in there somewhere. You know, he's got the, the Avengers alien tech arms. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the, the the seeds are in there. So so if they do want to do that, I don't know that I I don't know that I want to see any more kind of ensemble villain pieces. But uh, they're there. It could be done.
0: The best thing about I think Spider Man in general is he has a very good deep bench of villains. Yeah. You yeah. know when you consider Vulture is probably like the fifth best Spider Man villain. You have like Kingpin and Venom and Doc Ock and Green Goblin and maybe Vulture after that. There's probably some more. <laughs>
1: yeah i wonder i wonder if the motivation for vulture was just kind of like we got it we can't you know again keeping away from what we've already done doc ock would be a great one to start with a uh, green goblin would be a great one to start with but okay those are done don't really want to do anything too soon to do electro or anyone from the uh from the amazing one so yeah they, i think they uh, and again as much as i like the suit you could just take that kind of non-specific he has a robot outfit idea and apply it to any any of the spider-man villains you know, they, they just happened to pick vulture. That's um, true.
0: They did
1: away. They did away with his age sapping gimmick, which which wouldn't have fit anyway. I mean, that's that's I I don't. I, I that seems a little too goofy to to squeeze in here. But um, but yeah. So so they, yeah, Michael Heaton, really fantastic. Um, doesn't you know? Doesn't have it up unnecessarily. Um, yeah. So so that was good.
0: Yeah, and the, the age sapping stuff would have just been like, ugh, no, it's, it would have been hokey. And the core of this film is. Michael Keaton just does this stuff for his family. He was laid off, basically, because of the Avengers, and he found all this cool alien tech, and he's just going to sell it for money.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 grounded. It's definitely grounded, it's not... as, as you can be in, in, in the, you know,
0: MCU. Yeah, he doesn't want to destroy the world. He doesn't want to rule New York. He just wants to sell some cool alien toys and, and crime just so his family are happy. <laughs> it's like... Yeah it's simple as that and he's a guy with morals because spider-man saves his daughter's life so he's just like i'm not going to kill you out of respect for that
1: yeah that was that was that was neat and and also in the post credits scene like you know obviously they could make him a fully fledged villain in a sequel if they wanted to hmm. but they they had the scene where scorpion kind of says hey i heard maybe you know who spider-man is he's like you heard wrong you know he's he's like all right he saved my life seems like a good guy i'm i'm leaving this one go
0: yeah, this is a good film.
1: It is a good movie, and uh, it felt felt triumphant in return. There was there was one comparison I I wanted to make. I remember watching the first time I watched Deadpool it was in the cinema, mm. and like that that opening sequence is so silly and fun, and it has that song playing, and I was just like, maybe this is just me knowing the strife Ryan Reynolds went through to get this movie made. But I'm like, this is an opening sequence where it's like, this movie is happy it exists. It's happy to just have been made. And and Spider-Man: Homecoming, when it opens with the Marvel Studios logo and it's got that marching band Spider-Man theme that just sounds triumphant. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. those horns are going. It's like da 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 da. It's like it's it's like it knows that you are ecstatic that this is a thing that's happening. Um, and it's 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 just the whole movie carries that energy through it um and it's it's a good movie with great characters and 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 really fun action and and good jokes
0: it really Uh, does feel like someone at marvel has been sitting there since whatever 2008 going like we want spider-man i want it We want it so bad and then it's like we have it it is ours and there is that sense it's like yeah go us
1: yeah And, and and it's it's I would wonder how, how long the negotiations actually were on. I mean, obviously, you alluded to the Avengers negotiations. And, and I mean, who knows? It could have been even further back than that. I mean, I, I would imagine that this has been long discussed. Long discussed.
0: Because it was first leaked in that Sony data breach, wasn't it?
1: Ooh, I don't remember. God, there was so much that came out of that. It's like I can't even remember any much of the specifics of it.
0: Which I'm pretty uh, sure that was 2014?
1: That sounds... Uh, yeah, it would have been because I think that was also when the PSN outage. Oh no, no, that's that was separate. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. But uh, but yeah, it's good that it happened. And you know, this this I, I think might set a precedent for any number of, of crossovers happening because you know it should it shouldn't require a buyout. You know what I mean? Like like mm. you shouldn't have to buy a company to make a crossover film. Just sit down. You probably both have something that each other wants and hash it out like there was no reason prior to the buyout that that fox and disney couldn't have just sat down and and worked out across them i'm sure they i'm sure they probably did in, in you know undocumented uh you know unofficial meetings and i'm sure there was there was too much of a distance on money or or creative freedom you know but but who knows i mean i i think i think that that we need more dealings like this where it's like let's enter into a Mutually beneficial relationship where you can use our characters, you'll pay us a lovely sum of cash. Maybe somewhere down the road, we'll come to you and we'll want one of your characters, and we'll give you some nice cash. You know, uh, you know that'd be great. Maybe when when all these comic book movies are starting to sag and they're stopping making movie, you know, stopping making money at the box office, maybe DC and Marvel will sit down and have the conversation about you know doing a crossover. I mean, that's I mean. Maybe that wouldn't be off limits. You know what I mean? I mean, look, if Warner Brothers and Disney sat down for Roger Rabbit, you know, get that rabbit in here and negotiate me a, a, a Batman Spider-Man movie.
0: And like there there has there has like there's been Marvel versus DC comic books. I think there's been some yeah. animated films, so it's not unprecedented. Yeah.
1: And, and it seems like this gargantuan task. But hey. I mean look it's not like DC are swimming in money having a great time over there mm. uh no no reason to come to the table I mean I realize I realize we're talking some some stuff that's nowhere near happening now but you know like I said I I, I didn't I didn't know that we would ever get I always thought Sony would hold on to Spider-Man for dear life and he he was like their one their one uh, uh commendable thing um uh, uh that would that would forever make money but I guess they saw that that, that was actually not going to be the case so um, so who knows what the future holds for 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 uh, these 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 massive uh, gargantuan entities and their and their Ips there's
0: there's money on the table always like so Sony get to release this film with Spider-man and Iron Man and everyone makes money and then Disney get to release like the Winter Soldier and Infinity War with Spider-Man and everyone I mean, everyone makes money and everyone's happy at the end of the day and there's good films and everyone gets to the pad their their pocketbooks, so to speak. Yeah. Is what no, all no one loses. Yeah,
1: this is all—all all, all this about at the end of the day is making that money. Um, and you know, I mean, this is great for Sony. Sony, Sony should just—they're kind of doing what WWE does nowadays, which is like, oh God, we cannot make these movies anymore. We're just terrible at it. So let's just finance someone to make a better movie for us, yep. and we'll put our logo at the beginning of it, and it'll be—it'll actually be watchable. <laughs> um uh, uh, you know, I mean, Sony's just... God, they should have sold that... I was going to say they should have given that Slenderman idea to someone else, but they should have just not done it is what they, mm. they should have done. That's right, okay We won't be reviewing that one, I'll tell you that much.
0: That's not uh, part unless... of the MCU?
1: No, unless unless they struck that deal. <laughs> and it's like Slenderman fights like Hulk or something at the end.
0: That's probably a better uh, film.
1: Uh, we are right. It looks like a completely self-serious, awful horror movie, but I digress. Uh, yeah, and... Uh, with this I think we're we're caught up, are we? Uh no, with Thor. I completely forgot about Thor, and that was a great movie. Yeah.
0: It was. Um I was I forgot to mention, I, I, actually I actually mentioned it briefly earlier. Gwyneth Paltrow in this is the weirdest place for Pepper Potts to suddenly be back in the MCU, wasn't it? <laughs> oh,
1: I forgot about that. Oh my god, yeah. Um yeah. And again, that was another that was another moment they got like this audible reaction from the crowd. I uh I uh i appreciated that as, as weird as it was it yeah. was very very weird um
0: because we talked multiple times about how the women just randomly have disappeared for this universe and there she is at the end it's like woo yeah and there was weird, uh, yeah. there's weird references in like uh not winter soldier the other one the civil war where it's like oh we've broken up i don't know but apparently they're back together and happy
1: yeah it's kind of it kind of, it kind of feels befitting of that relationship i guess Um, although i'm certain it wasn't deliberate i don't know that they were necessarily intentionally uh building intrigue with that relationship they probably were just like this isn't important we're doing our civil war thing that can't be bogged down with a relationship right now
0: and more than Um, likely it would have cost far too much money to bring Gwyneth Paltrow in for what would have amounted to a cameo even though they did it here
1: (laughs) even though they did it here yeah although the the cast was gigantic in civil war you know you gotta pay you know Johansson and all those other people as well so but anyway um yeah this is a, a cracking uh movie yeah I guess we got uh, another cracking movie before we're officially caught up
0: yes Thor Ragnarok which when's Black Panther out it's out on the twelfth is it
1: uh oh so yeah i mean we we, we could get it done, but uh <laughs> I don't know if we will but yeah one more and then I by the time that comes out we'll be one behind again but yep. uh yeah we're nearly we're nearly there well,
0: um we'll be caught up by infinity War.
1: that that is true. That is that is definitely true. And hey, we got that 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 outfit at the end of this movie. He's in that in Infinity War, so that's interesting.
0: Mm, though I was actually I forgot to mention it. The Iron Manization of Spider Man is not a thing I'm a great fan of, and I hope they don't lean too far into it. Mm,
1: yeah, I like the idea that he might use it in special occasions, but I I, I don't need him being a robot Spider Man.
0: Yeah, I don't need um, him going pew pew scanning things with his lasers.
1: Although one thing I like about Spider-Man because I've I've actually been a Spider-Man fan for like since I was a kid because I was of course of the generation of the Fox cartoon which mm-hmm. I adored, uh, the PS1 games which I adored. I, I got that they, Spider-Man got me into comics. Had all the officially licensed like Fox Kids uh, uh, cartoon toys and all of the stuff. Uh, one thing I always liked about Spider-Man when I was a kid was like all the different versions of me, all these different outfits and feel like, gosh, man, eight-year-old me would have fucking loved that, that Iron Manish ish Spider-Man suit at the end of this movie. Mm. Uh, I probably would have paid too much money for an action figure version of it. I digress. Um, Though
0: we were talking about the, yeah. the, Sin- the Sinister Six earlier. A cool film idea. Sinister Six, again, you know the way Spider-Man always does like, the, the Madam Web multiple universe Spider-Mans? Sinister Six yeah. versus all the Spider-Mans. And that's super cool
1: that would be all right yeah i wonder i wonder at what point probably probably not it's probably too weird and risky to get to it but i wonder at what point are these uh these movies gonna gonna get into the dimension hopping i mean i guess infinity war they could they could broach that i'll I'll say this i don't know a thing about what the infinity war really is i assume it's just a lot of fighting over infinity stones Mm. but uh, a lot of marvel universes in particular spider-man spider-man's done a lot of dimension hopping and and clone cloning and lots of spider-man has gone some places in his time <laughs> and i wonder as these movies drag on and especially as they continue to make more of these spider-man movies i wonder if they will go in any madam web here's three different spider-men you know i i wonder if they'll go there but we're just at the beginning we are just at the beginning so so mm. we'll,
0: we'll we'll
1: judge that as it comes
0: before we go do you have any plugs
1: uh yeah twitter.com slash the barry lads where you can go to find my takes on things that are non superhero movie related although you'll still see some superhero movie related things on there uh, youtube.com/ Barry Murphy lad back to streaming on a regular basis I've stuck to a good schedule here lately so you can see me play through all of life is strange before the storm I just finished that last weekend really really great really fun really fun game to stream and a, and a good game overall and a backstream in hitman as well so lots of stuff up on there. Uh, And you can follow along on Twitter for more kind of updates on on what will be coming up on the YouTube channel soon.
0: That is the show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. As I mentioned at the start of the show, the wonderful, lovely Robbie Fox will be back next week after... God, I think it's over a year at this stage, but we're talking about Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman! And as always, thank you to Barry for coming on the show. we will be back relatively soon talking about Thor Ragnarok. Good film. You can listen to new episodes of Podcast a Week every single week at soundcloud.com forward slash TOSKK. You can subscribe on iTunes by searching for the TWS Network or follow me on Twitter at Gary Kidney, G-A-R-R-E-T-T-K-I-D-N-E-Y. Thanks for listening and bye-bye.